Jesus. What? Yeah, man, Barry Kogan's doing very well for himself. Very well for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, would you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. How are you doing? Welcome to episode 81 of Stall It. Huh? Very good. Do you like that? That's nice. Starlight is a Go Loud original podcast. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Don't forget that, Joe. I won't forget it. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Um, and you've got the key. I've got the key. We've got the secret. I've got the key to Go Loud. Oh, stop. How are you feeling? I was tired earlier on, but you know, I come in, I see your face and it just brightens me day. Don't lie. You're a ray of sunshine. Don't lie to me. What's the story? You alright? I'm grand. You're good. Right? I'm good. Did you have a nice breakfast this morning to fuel yourself for the big day? I didn't. No? No. You're sitting there eating waffles. I know. I'm what? awful. Today's been bad. What made you get that? I stopped off for a coffee in like a waffle place. They do crepes and stuff like that. Mm. And I seen somebody getting it. Pure indulgence. It's 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 a waffle with Nutella on it and white chocolate, and then strawberries and uh, powdered sugar. Do you know all that's missing? Time? What slice of bread? That's kind of what it is. Like sugary bread. <laughs> See people like oh, you'd have to have a slice of bread with that. <laughs> slice of bread with everything <laughs> and a bit of brown sauce. A curry. People get a slice of bread to wash up the plate when they get a curry. It's disgusting. People put noodles on bread. Ah, stop. Noodle sandwiches. Rotten. Banana sandwiches. Bananas on toast. It's kind of like a banana sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Staller Podcast, episode yeah. 81. 81. Big year. Getting there. Nothing happening. I know. 80 was, uh, it was all downhill after 80. Yeah. Nothing happened in 81. <laughs> Did you have a nice breakfast? I went over to Darren's yesterday and we had a... A coffee. Had a coffee. You made me a coffee, and God love you. You tried to make coffee art. <laughs> it was just a blob of milk. At More the like top. coffee fart. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Yeah, and you were when you were making the coffee. I thought you were putting it into, you know, a measuring jug mm. that's made of glass, like Pyrex measuring jug. Mm. I thought you were putting the milk in there and frothing the milk in that, but that was the cup. Yeah, it's a glass cup. You give me like a bowl of coffee. It was lovely though. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was nice. I'm a bit of a barista these days myself, you know? Yeah. Haven't bought a coffee since I got it. Christmas time. You'd save a lot of money. In fair- I mean, I mean, the price of coffee spend, anyway. How much would you spend on coffee a week? 50 quid? Easily. Easily. Look, it's a fiver. Let's just round it up to a fiver now. Sometimes it's more than a fiver for a coffee. Mm-hmm. You get 10 coffee. You get 10 coffees a week. That's 50 quid. Yeah. The coffee's breaking the bank. 50 sheets for a few a beans a bit of water and milk me arse so I seen an article right and this was the headline former White House chief what was, is that chief chief whip chief I thought it was chef former White House chef <laughs> cooking up a storm 
Uh, they say coffee will be scarce in the near future. What What's one thing that you couldn't live without if it was to eventually become scarce in the near future? But something that's a luxury. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe the internet. If the internet became scarce, mm. it'd be hard to live without that. Or it would be possible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it wouldn't be as enjoyable. Like, you'd be like, oh, give me some of that internet. Want yeah. some of that internet. I'd be hiding outside someone's house trying to get that Wi-Fi. Did you have dial-up? Do you remember dial-up? I didn't have dial-up. No. No. Neither did I. I'm middle class. Like, you know, we went straight in for the big kill. Before <laughs> <laughs> before it was trendy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have I didn't have dial-up, but I just had really slow internet. And I had the, the ethernet. Like, I had a, a desktop mm. up in my bedroom. And the internet was downstairs. So I had to get a massive Ethernet cable. Yeah. And throughout the flat was just this Ethernet cable hanging across doors. Like you couldn't close the sitting room door because I had it. No, no, no. no. Well, I did that myself. I think dial up is just a telephone. Okay. And you had to dial up the internet. Hello, internet? (laughs) Yeah. My ma can't get internet in our kitchen because the walls are so thick, made of concrete. And the, the internet's in the sitting room. So it's in a different room and you can't get any internet in the kitchen. And that's where the telly is and that's where she spends all of her time. And I go up to the house one day and she, ha- she has a hanger in the back of the internet modem thinking that that will help like, project. Like, like what you would have done with the TV. With the telly, yeah. <laughs> I was like, the reception's just not good in the kitchen, Matt. And she sticks a hanger into the back of the broadband box. <laughs> Do you know, it's, we, we kind of rely on it so much now. I have the high of heating. You know, so you can turn the heating on. I can turn the heating on in my house from my phone now. Like a beehive. Like a beehive, yeah. But there's three boxes, so you have like the the thermometer thing that you adjust the heat, and then you have the receiver that talks to the boiler. They talk to each other all night. Yapping, like having <laughs> a chat. Sure, you used to. You awake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too smart. Houses are getting too smart. Fridges. Houses are too clever these days. I was in one. Of, I think it was Cory's or DID, and the fridge. Gonna say, go on. It has a big screen on it. Yeah, and it has TikTok playing. Someone was on their TikTok in. <laughs> the electronic shop one time when I went in and they were just like logged into their TikTok on their For You page. Just scrolling there for... Like a massive screen on a fridge. That's insane. That's insane. Would be into that? No. I wouldn't. I a would, fridge is for I'd keeping food cold. And going on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> some some 14 year old in the kitchen scrolling on TikTok for four hours. I'm telling you, you'd have great fun if you're waiting for a chicken breast at the frost. <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing left that you can't just that you have so to do by all yourself. The fun out of it. Yeah. The experience, like the self-experience. And then it's just all gonna be technology. And then the robots will be here. They are here, man. I know. I don't know if you've seen in the news there's about the AI court case, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck, man? Mad. Thanks that happening. Okay, so just to give a little bit of context, somebody ran a red light in America and he's being represented in court by an artificial robot intelligence. Just a, a computer, basically. Yeah, so it's it's a computer. It's basically his phone and then he has headphones on and then the responses that the phone makes, he'll hear in his earphones and then he'll just say exactly what the AI tells him to say. But then what if the other, what if the prosecutor is a robot? as well then who would win who's the best robot it's a mismatch and then the judges could mm. be robots 
whole <laughs> room was robots and they just sit there like that. What the fuck? Is there any humans around to do this case? I'd be just like, lock me up for fuck's sake. Imagine going up to the courts and your barrister was a bleeding robot. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk and disorderly. I'd say a whole case would be like, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Can you repeat that? It would just like Google Maps. Take the, a right turn. What? I just, I'm up for murder. The judge would walk in and uh, your man would say, all rise. And the AI would be like, playing All Rise by Blue. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going ahead of it. Is he not? No. Ah, it's supposed to be on the 22nd of Feb. That's fake news. Oh, it, was gen- it was real news, but mm. he's, I think, yeah, only yesterday. He said he got threats from state bar prosecutors. That's how he puts it. Um, threats? Basically, the, the state bar in any state in the US will regulate how people operate in the courts, particularly lawyers. And they... It seems reminded them that uh, there are rules around how things are conducted in court. I'm not sure exactly what the the legal issue would have been, but it would have been a breach of these rules around how you're to handle a court case, and he could have faced up to six months in prison. There was a chance this never existed. Like, yeah, yeah. This whole scenario because he never put up where or when the court case was. He, okay. he could have just made, made it up as a marketing ploy. Right, it's a good story. It's if a good else, marketing ploy. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely worked. That's fucking mad, man. Isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? And so this is, okay, you know ChatGPT? I, I was, Moira was in a little bit of a funk the other day and we, we had been talking about ChatGPT. So I typed into the ChatGPT without a known and I said, what's something that you can say to someone who's upset about whatever it was that Moira was upset about to cheer them up? And it gave me like two beautiful lines of dialogue. <laughs> and when I said it, actually cheered her up. Really? Yeah, she was like, oh, thanks, that's so nice. That's so nice to hear. And then I was like, ChatGPT told me to say it. <laughs> and, now, what? and now every time I give her a compliment, she's like, ChatGPT. Did you, did you get that from the, the ChatGPT? <laughs> it's a mad thing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I mean, this could be used for lots of everything. nefarious things. Literally everything. You type in, give us a recipe for a carbonara and a, next of all, you have Bleeding Gino the Campo in the gaff. <laughs> that's the, the most dangerous thing that you can I think, think of. That's, <laughs> you can just right. ask Google for a restaurant of carbon. Yeah, the fact that it's ChatGPT, look. <laughs> carbon <laughs> is like three ingredients. But if you're not up to scratch in the kitchen, that might become 50 ingredients. <laughs> Law professors in the University of Minnesota used ChatGPT to generate answers to exams for four courses uh, in the law degree I got a C plus grade my god that's insane yeah so another thing is like you can take the, the like you can take chat GPT's answer and then rework it again to make it better yeah. so what if like you're a great basis in for college it? and you're doing a, a, an assignment a project and you just go to chat GPT to give you the best like potential outcome of the yeah. assignment like and yeah. it has to be encrypted or something to say, like it will have to be encrypted if like it's been used for uh, education or something. I don't think it's like it's it's open source. Anyone could use it. So it's um, you could take a paper, copy and paste all of it into ChatGPT and just say yes, yeah, re- reword that, and it'll give you a brand new to just to avoid um, what do you call that when you're cheating off someone? My dyslexia is going to be sorted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to proof 
proof every email I send and every, <laughs> every tweet I put out is going into ChatGPT. Give us the right one there. <laughs> ChatGPT will be like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say, man. <laughs> where, where are you from, first of all? Man? <laughs> is this Arabic, man? I haven't a clue what you're saying. At Stanford, they did an anonymous poll of 4,500 respondents. 17% of students said they'd use ChatGPT for an exam or an essay. And then a group of medical researchers in Pennsylvania tested ChatGPT on the United States medical licensing exam. So the exam you need to become a doctor. Um, it was on one section of the exam, but it performed around 50%. Passing grade is 60%. I think it's actually slightly higher than 50%. So that's without any prompting or training because it gets smarter the more it's used on particular subjects, which is quite scary if you think that somebody could use this and pass a medical exam and mm. they haven't got a clue about how to practice medicine but they get a license to practice medicine. It could be medicine anybody, it. yeah. It could be anybody. The doctors don't really do anything. Like the consultants just kind of go around and and take notes. It's the surgeons and the, obviously they have to go through exams as well. Like, But they, I feel like consultants do fucking nothing. <laughs> you, you have to have all this knowledge. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But then... They do fuck all. Just give them a bit of ibuprofen there. They'll be all right. You sent them all the way. What do you want them to do? Like paint the wall in the ward while they're there? Or what well, are you, you know, expecting them to do? I guess as a child, when you when you think of a doctor, you think like, yeah, I don't know. You just think that they could fix everything. But you can't. But if you go to the GP and there is actually something wrong with you, then they're like, oh, go to the hospital. Mm. Well, that's what happened to me with my ear. And then there was nothing wrong with it. Now you're grand. Oh, it's still there, but it's not as bad. Like Okay. Shall look, could be worse. Could it? Could be worse. Could have nowhere. Then it would. Then you wouldn't hear the buzzing. That's true. <laughs> be like uh, the banshee of Inisherin. Only with Only nowhere with, instead yeah, of fingers. Nowhere. If it, I'm not talking to you anymore. Why? Because I can't hear you. <laughs> the next time you talk to me, I'm chopping my ear off. <laughs> Do Barry's line. What's Barry's line again? When he's talking to the girl. Yeah. Oh, what's it? Sorry, um, I, sorry, I was just wondering, um, could, because uh, like I was, um, like, would you ever think of get, being with someone like me? <laughs> Give him an Oscar. <laughs> Give him an Oscar now. Get they the Oscar love in me. There. They really love me. <laughs> ah, that was a great scene. It was a good scene. It was a good scene. No, I don't think so. I <laughs> know uh, I didn't think I, so either. I, I just right, thought, there, ask. Goes, there goes that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stand over there. I could do that scene, man. <laughs> you could do it, Owen. You could do that scene. <laughs> oh, Barry, uh, I, he's so good in that film, but I feel really bad for him because he's up against Brendan Gleeson in the same category for best supporting actor. Mm. Well, I said it to you yesterday. I think Barry Kelgan takes it over Brendan Gleeson. But I just think, uh, as a success story, it favours Barry Kelgan's story. I know that's going to be based off the film, but like. What was the accent? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, like, I know it's a fictional island, but it's... Every, when I was watching it, all I could think of was uh, brown sauce and tea. <laughs> Go on, give us the, the best banshee of Inish Allen accent. Sure, talking to me yesterday. Yeah. Uh, why would you be like that now to me? It's like, come on now, we're friends, aren't we? That's literally it. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's not Galway, is it? That is, that is not like Galway. A, you probably wouldn't ever want to... I don't know. 
fall in love with a boy like me, would you? No, Dominic, I don't think so, love. Oh, yeah, no. I, I was thinking, no. I was thinking, no. <laughs> I know, I was thinking, no. Not even in the future, like, like when I'm your age. No, because I'll be way older. <laughs> I'll be dead, love. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. Just thought I'd ask in the off chance. You know, like, faint heart and that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there goes that dream. <laughs> there goes that dream. <laughs> a lot of people found it emotional, but I feel like it's it's delivered in a comical tone. Do you think so? And I think that's overlooked. I think it's hilarious. I think it's very funny. Oh, there goes that dream. That's oh, so I, fucking I funny. That. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, and I think people are like, oh, I feel so far sorry I'm for him. Like, well, it's funny, and you kind of, I did. I was like, oh, poor fella. Yeah. I remember talking to Barry before and he said that he was always intimidated by the say idea. Say that line again. I love, I, love when, <laughs> I love when you say that. Go on, say it one more time. I was talking to Barry before and he said that he was kind of nervous at the idea of doing comedy. And I think that's the closest that he's come to doing comedy. I don't know. Like, mate, that's just my perception of it. I'd like to talk to him about it and ask, ask him what he was going for in that scene. Whether he was playing for emotions or playing for laughs. Text I don't him. know. Will I? Text him everything you just said there. And he, he won't open it. <laughs> <laughs> Your relationship with him is like a real life Banshee of Inna Sheeran. Why aren't you talking to me anymore? It's, <laughs> it's, it's grown for... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we used to be friends, Barry. <laughs> I start throwing fingers at him. <laughs> Launching fingers off the top floor of the flats. Joe, you're dull. <laughs> <laughs> just dull. You're just dull, man. What you mean, I'm dull? Sure, you were talking to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Would Banshee of Inish Aaron be in your top 10 films of all time? No. Top 20? No. Top 50? Probably. Probably? I don't know. So it'd be hovering around maybe around 50. Man, my favourite fucking film of all time is big. <laughs> <laughs> It's a and good then, movie. Then, and then uh, it's a good movie. You like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They did say he'd rise again. Do you want to talk about forced impressions of what? Everyone, of everything. Do you think forced impressions are everything? People say you can't, like, you can't come back after making a forced impression. Would you agree with that? Do you agree with it? I think you can. I think you can get a second crack. Well, I don't think you can make a third impression. <laughs> I don't think you can know someone after a first impression. But can you get rid of the idea of what you have in your head after a first impression? Do you, do you know yeah, what I mean? I think I could, yeah. Yeah, you think so? Do you? It depends on what on, on how intense the first impression was. Like if they were coming up to you and saying, Yo, give me your phone. <laughs> that fella's a, a and then you seen him the next day and was like hi how are you sorry about that yesterday um, I don't know what came over me it's so strange <laughs> then they're like ah oh, yeah grand but you're still having your head you're like did he not just try and rob my phone yesterday <laughs> what was your forced impression of do you remember when you first met Amy's parents yeah what was that like Um, I think when you're Meeting any parents of your partner for the first time, it's quite 
awkward. Like an awkward. Because uh, I went in and like you do the handshakes and you're like, hell yeah, all right. And do you know when you are younger, this is what, what it's like. Remember when you went to your mate's house and you'd just be standing in the hall and they'd have to like say, you, you know, you can come into the sitting room <laughs> and then you like come into the sitting room, but you're standing there. Like you sit down if you want. It's like little processes of like meeting them to like handshake and then like into the kitchen, have tea or coffee or whatever. And it's just like, it's kind of similar, isn't it? You're kind of like a stray dog yeah, in someone's yeah. house. <laughs> like, I didn't even want to cough. So mm. like, like if I cough, they're going to think I have a weird cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I went, ah! <laughs> like, get me. Yeah. What are you doing with him? He's a weirdo. He's coughing. <laughs> what did you do? Did, we, we, did you go anywhere? Did you go, the first time you met them, did you just go over to a house? Just Is that when you were to a house, yeah. Um, and we went into the kitchen. Before me and Amy lived together, we used to uh, get our television from our room and put it on the kitchen table and sit there and watch it and watch films or watch programs or whatever. With the whole family? No, they'd be in the sitting room. Like You bring the telly downstairs telly, yeah, and yeah. put it on the kitchen table? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got stories like that, no? Sticking the telly on the kitchen table? Yeah. I don't have stories like that. That's funny. That's very funny. Why would you not just go... You weren't allowed in the bedroom? No. Okay. It's the right way to do it. Oh, man, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Respect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is that weird? It's I, I don't know if it's weird, but it's just a funny it's image. Because I'm just picturing you, know, you as a thirty-year-old man sitting in the kitchen. Oh, no, this is like seven years ago. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Even still, <laughs> a twenty-three-year-old man sitting there watching Fast and the Furious Six at the kitchen. <laughs> and like, the only reason we did it was because uh, that television had streaming services. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the television that was in the kitchen just had like four <laughs> channels. I'm still just imagining you dragging a telly down the stairs to watch Netflix. Oh, it wasn't my house, it was our house. Oh. It was only a little 19 inch thing. Okay. And then we used to get the purple DVD player out and sit on the floor, <laughs> build a tent. <laughs> what was like, the first time you met Moira? Oh man, the first time I met Moira's. The first time Moira met my ma, I brought her up to the house and my ma knew that she was like, she spent a lot of time in America. Not American for the record on. But the first time she met my parents, uh, she came up to the house. And I, I remember, we remember it specifically because the Olympics were on. And all we'd done in the house was sit in the sitting room in the flat and just watch the telly. Didn't matter what was on. My dad being in control of the remote. And we're just watching whatever the fuck he wants. And we're drinking gallons and gallons of tea. And when Maura came up for the first time, me ma was like, oh, the American is coming up. Go down and get cookies. The American. And she said, Joanne down. And Joanne came back just with normal. Cookies is a go-to American thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came back and, and Joanne just came back with like a packet of digestive. And she's like, no, the American ones, the American ones. And get the eggnog. Get the eggnog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the s'mores. <laughs> Start the fire. Get the s'mores. S'mores, s'mores. <laughs> get the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> And then she came up and I was like, oh, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. And then uh, that, the, the conversation was very short. And then we spent about two hours watching the walking racing on the Olympics on Channel 4 <laughs> oh, for about two hours. Right, okay, that's it. We head off, Marla. <laughs> okay, that's, that was the introduction. Now, when I met her parents, that was very daunting for me. 
because her going to mine was going up to a flat wherever I'm working class not that intimidating but then I feel like I have to put on a front because just, oh, they might ask you about your five year plan and they might have this that and the other <laughs> questions I'm like oh Jesus Christ and I'm trying to put on like an accent and, and like dull down me alright what story Martin you well like I'm not going to go in like that uh, get rid of this foul creature and the first time I met <laughs> we went to a play <laughs> And it was like, this is really weird. And then after the play, we were like talking about the play and stuff. Was like, oh my God. Were you living up so to awkward. it? Was I what? Were you playing up to it? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, trying to be prim and proper. I and never picture you doing that. I know. I know. What was, was your, so what was your dialogue like? Short. I wasn't given too yeah, much away. Saying? I was saying? Yes. No. Oh yes. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> if it's it, it's, it's hard. It's stupendous. I feel like I could have tripped up any like you heard all of my stories on this podcast, so I was like if I let any of that slip out at any point, it head, could go very bad. His head's just saying, Don't say America. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> to impress more this is a funny story. To impress Mordor's dad and to get on his good side. Um I used to go to the gym in the Regency and I seen, oh, uh, oh, 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 Bonneton now. Uh, I used to go to the gym in the Regency and as you go down the stairs to the gym, there's pictures on the wall of Crow Park and of stuff surrounding the area and there's one photograph and it was massive, huge, like, I don't know what, maybe two metres by two metres, huge thing, massive. And it was just of the Hill 16 and it was like a Where's Wally picture. And you will, you'd be able to go through all the faces and you'd be like, well, blah, 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 no way. And then I was like, holy shit, that's more as that. <laughs> that's more as that and all his friends. And he loves it. Like anytime he's over, he goes to a Dublin match and he, he'll go to Hill 16 with his mates. I said, that's his fucking... I was like, oh, I need to get this photograph. We need to get this photograph. I called more and, and we're like, let's, like, we need to find this on Getty Images, on Shutterstock or wherever, <laughs> wherever it is. And uh, we couldn't. Moira put a post up on Reddit saying, do you know, does anyone know that, like, because we just took a picture of the photograph in the hall, does anyone know where the this the, the photographer is? And then that went viral and there was websites, like, sharing it and saying, can anyone, like, find the the photographer of this one to get the, the foil so we could print it out so we could give it to, to Martin? But we couldn't. So then eventually I went to the Regency and I said, is there any chance that I could get that picture taken down and photocopy it? Like, it's massive. And photocopy it. And, uh, <laughs> and then I'll bring back the original. And he agreed to it. I was like, oh, that is class. But they'd done it there and then. And I was like, oh, we don't have to do it now. And they went, yeah, yeah, no, it's grand. And then they were trying to take it off. And they were like, oh, wait, no, it's, it's actually screwed on. So they had to go and get a ladder to, to put up to, to get the picture down. Mm. And it's, it was high up. And he climbed up the ladder and he fell off the ladder onto the steps. And I was like, oh my God. Jesus. I'm like, listen, don't worry about it. It's grand. It's, it's fine. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then he climbed up the ladder again and then started drilling the, the screw out and cracked the frame and pulled like the, the clay off the wall and everything as we're trying to get it down. And then I got it into the car. I got it eventually. Like I got it into the car. Too big to photocopy. So I set it up like on a wall in my mate's house and we framed it just to get a really nice clean photograph and then print it out that way. And then we brought it back and there was all this chaos around it. Like the screws were broke, the glass was smashed, your man's leg was nearly broke after falling off the ladder. It was a disaster. Got it printed out and 
I flew over to America. We were going over to America uh, that summer and we brought that as a surprise. And uh, after all of that that we he went through. This, though. He what? knew it was there. No, he didn't know. So this was all a surprise for him for his birthday. And uh, he takes it out and he's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, look who's in it. And he's like, what? And I was like, look, it's you. It's you, Martin. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, very nice. And then he just rolled it up, put it back in the tube. And then just, now it's nowhere. I was like, is that it? Is that it? Am I not going to get no credit for this? Oh, oh raging. And now I don't know where it is. God. Oh, I felt so bad. The wall broke. The frame smashed. Your you man felt like it was a, a height because it was on the steps. It was on the stairs going down and then he perched up the the ladder on like two steps somehow. Or he got a box and then he was like, ah, it's grand, I'll get it, like, you know. And then, whoosh, boom, fell. And I'm, I'm like, oh, don't worry even, about it. I'm surprised they even went to the efforts of taking it down like and agreeing to that. I know. So, so nice. Really, really, really nice. I'm, I was amazed. Because I had went in and I just said, who took the photographs? Like, where did you get the photographs? He usually has it in the bottom corner, doesn't it? Yeah. Or maybe even behind it. Mm. So, but but it, was, it was just nowhere. And there was a search all over the internet for it and just couldn't be found. But I got a picture of a clean picture, took the photograph. It's a nice little present. You should have just photoshopped his face on everyone. <laughs> and then he'd be like, no way. I should have. That's really funny, Joe. I should have. <laughs> oh my God. Why, Max? Coming, Coming across, across the, the nation. No, let's, let's stop there. Okay. Inish, the Banshees of Inish Aaron. Inish Aaron literally means like Aaron Oscalga is Ireland. So the three islands off the coast is Inish Moor, Inish Man, and Inish Ear. Yes. Inish Ear? Yeah. But have you ever heard of High Brazil? I've heard of Brazil. Have you ever heard of High Brazil? I've heard of Brazil now. You've heard of Brazil, <laughs> but you haven't heard of High Brazil. So once, one day, Every seven years, an island off the coast of Ireland reveals itself. But once you go out to it, like people have travelled out to it on this one day, and as you travel towards it, it disappears. You don't see it anymore. Come on. Since the 1300s, it's been on maps and it's like been documented. There's been poems written about it and stories written about it. So you can Even only today, see it on a map. You can see it on a map and in real... Well, like you know what I mean? It's kind of it's a mythical. Uh, it's a thing that can't be proved that this disproved, but like it's a mythical island that some people claim to have seen once, one well, day in every seven years. If it can't be proved, then it doesn't need to be disproved. Just there you go. I believe in it. God damn it! Some people have claimed to have seen it. That it's hidden in fog is it, for the first. For uh, yeah, I was thinking it will be the rest fog. of the seven years. That's, that's why it's hidden. I think that's the idea. Mm. And then for one day every seven years, it, it reveals, reveals itself. itself to that one special person. What the fuck is on it? What, what would be on it? it? Do you think it's real? No. What do you think it is? Seems a bit far fetched. That's. It's on maps. It's on like what, what? What do you call the people that create maps? Cartologists? Cart? Cartologists? No, they're cartographers. People. Cartographers. Cartologists are people that uh, deal with cars. <laughs> They believe in cars. Cars are God. <laughs> I'm a cartologist. So has anyone cart- claimed to have seen it? Then yeah, yeah, like 100 percent with yeah. our eyes, with our eyes, our eye, yeah, with yeah. our eyeballs. There's poems written about it. There's songs written about it. Sailors seeing it, 
and it's it's there in front of you one day every seven years but where does it disappear to when you get to it no one knows it's a ghost island it's kind of like um what's the atlantis yeah the city under the sea yeah or maybe it was under the sea and now it's up on a mountain or something there's a film in that what atlantis now in that in high brazil so there i think there is actually a film a low budget film that was made last year called High Brazil about High Brazil so I'll be interested to see that yeah yeah I think it's doing the festival circuits and stuff like that but mm. I'll be excited to see that apparently St. Brendan thought he'd seen a 6th century Irish monk who supposedly sailed to North America on a curruck on a curruck on a curruck Jesus what's a curruck <coughs> small bow why didn't you just say on a small bow had me over here questioning me life <laughs> so there are historical records of him yeah travelling west really and finding land yeah that's a mission of mine now not oh, proved get but my head. You, know, you never told this in school that like an Irish man discovered it ahead of Columbus but just never got the credit I probably was yeah I had a teacher who used to tell us that I never heard that yeah I never heard that High Brazil where'd it get its name from supposedly it's more of a legend than a historical theory mm. Mm. does it say where it gets its name from but St. Brendan was real and in 1976, writer Tim Severin decided he'd prove that the journey had been possible. So he built an exact replica of a 6th century Curragh. He sailed along the route as described in the legend, and he did. He reached Canada. Wow. Yeah. When was that? In the 70s. Ah, 76. Okay. We could do that. We could do that in the armbands. Let's <laughs> swim over. <laughs> we do that on the Lilo. There's also theory. <laughs> One of them donut ones. <laughs> There's a theory as well oh, yeah. that there was Vikings reached it in the 10th century. Leif Erikson. He sailed to what would now be Newfoundland in Canada. And the Chinese may have reached there, reached North America in the 15th century. But of all the legends, St. Brendan is the earliest. In the 6th century. And his name was Brendan? Speaking of myths and legends and things that may or may not exist. Do you remember... A few weeks back, we talked about the Dyatlov Pass incident. Oh, yeah. yeah. And one of the theories was that they were killed by a Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Yeti is what you'd call a cryptid, potentially an animal that is largely legendary, but some people argue still exists. Is a cryptid? Cryptid, C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. Okay. So an animal... They're known as, as being cryptid. Either unknown species of animals or animals that are thought to be extinct but which might have survived into modern times like and a are yet to be rediscovered by scientists. T-Rex. Loch Ness Monster is a cryptid. Mm. The Yeti is a cryptid. They're probably the two most famous ones. What about the giant ot- otter? <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> do you we'll hear get there? Thing? Where are we getting to? We're talking about it before we start recording. <laughs> okay. The modern school of cryptozoology, as it's called. Crypto, you'd love that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Goes back to a fella called Ivan Sanderson, who was... Born in 1911, he was a British biologist, born in Scotland. Studied zoology at Cambridge, and he became famous because he claimed to have seen an Olatio. I'm probably pronouncing that all wrong. Anyway, it's a large cryptid bat, so a giant bat. And like the bat out of Pokemon. Yeah. So he said he was attacked by, as he described, the granddaddy of all bats. Oh. And he said this was a bat species that science does not recognise and has not properly discovered. I'm so, afraid of bats after COVID. Then there was a fellow who built on his work, Bernard Hovelmans, French 
raised in Belgium, got a doctorate in zoology from the Free University of Brussels. He was kind of set on the path of studying cryptids. In like a, in 1948, he read an article called There Could Be Dinosaurs by Ivan Sanderson. Oh, or not. <laughs> and, um, could be, but there's not. So Sanderson had this theory that dinosaurs could still survive in remote corners of the world that people hadn't explored yet. Like high Brazil. Mm. Still. Wait, did you say still that there's dinosaur, dinosaurs that could still exist? Well, this was Sanderson's theory in 1948. Okay. It's a lot harder to make that case now with satellites and so on. Yeah. Mm. But that was his theory. So some of the main ones would be your Bigfoot Sasquatch. It's a Sam Squatch. So there was a British explorer, David Thompson, who in 1811 said he found Sasqu- Sasquatch footprints. And in 1958, footprints were found in a place called Bluff Creek in California. Um, turns out it was a prank, but it fooled a lot of people. A fella called Ray Wallace was going around foot, putting in fake footprints, but it fooled loads of people. Rob Luffin. Yeah. Uh, but Ray didn't admit until his deathbed in 2002. Actually, after he died in 2002, his kids came out and said, that was all just a big joke. So people believed it was real for 40 odd years. Um, there was two lads, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. They filmed... I think this is the piece of footage that you're probably really familiar with. The one of the supposed Bigfoot walking through the woods. Mm. So in 1967, these two lads, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, filmed it. Um, it was in the same place, Bluff Creek. That, photographs, that photograph was taken in Bluff Creek? Yes. Yeah, um, bluff, yeah, yeah Bluff. The most recent sighting of Bigfoot was in June 2018. A woman in Florida, so the other side of the continental United States, said she saw a creature that looked like a large pile of soggy grass. <laughs> that feels like they've lowered the bar a bit on what counts as a Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, so I mean... It was like special forces or something. P- pissy grass counts as a sighting now, does it? Oh, what they're saying is one fellow with a load of grass on him. That's <laughs> it must have been a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. The Loch Ness Monster. Uh, probably the most famous. Like, there's a massive industry around Nessie. The... Loch Ness is not that wide, but it's 800 foot deep, which is very, very deep. Like that's... 800 foot? It's a deep lake. You're needing a submarine to get to the bottom of Loch Ness. So that's not a massive down lake. Down there somewhere swimming around. Well, that's part of what keeps the myth going, that this creature could be hiding down there. It's a good tourist attraction. Uh, another Irish saint pops up in this story. Patrick, okay. is it? Saint Columba. Columba? So he wrote that... Does sound Irish? In... 565 AD, he was on Loch Ness for some reason. And uh, this creature was attacking a swimmer. And St. Columba stepped in and said, Oi, back off. Less of that, and it mate. swam away. <laughs> Give him a little smack on the nose. To, ah, ah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> ah, ah, Loch Ness bold, monster. Bold sea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they didn't bother giving it a name. It's just like, ah, it's a monster in the Loch Ness. Let's call it the, the Loch, Loch Ness, Ness monster. monster. How many sightings do you think there have been of the Loch Ness Monster? Reported sightings. 40. Like serious sightings. Like serious sightings. Like, oh, he's saying that? Yeah, it's actually reported as a sighting. To the police, like going to the police and saying, here, I'm at the scene a monster in the Let's, lake there. I'm guessing it's the police or the press or some official body, not just telling their mates down the pub. Serious enough that they're going past that. I'd be surprised if, it, if it's more than 50. I mean, over the whole space of a thousand years or how long it's been? Or in the last? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we're counting the one more. in 565 AD, so. Oh, Jesus, a lot more than 50. <laughs> I would have said 52. about 400. A thousand. Over a thousand. Which is a small number in 
that's based the time like it's a lot of people though to have claimed to have seen it when was the most recent one I wonder 2018 is it we're only in like the 6th century will you let me catch up okay go on go on go on right in 1933 we've taken a jump there in 1933 the Daily Mail commissioned a man called this is a good name Marmaduke Wetherill Yes, wow. he was a big not, game hunter. I, I knew him. I would have hired him just yeah. on that. <laughs> he was hey, a big Marmaduke. Game. That's a really early 20th century occupation, isn't it? Big game hunter. <laughs> he hasn't got much experience, but he has a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I got the job, kids. Be a good TV show. So they sent him up there with the mission of finding the Loch Ness Monster. And they told their readers, we're sending the man who captures the beasts in Africa. We're sending him to Scotland and he's going to figure this out once and for all. He's going to capture him for the Daily Mail. Like Jaws. He said he found large footprints on the, the lake's shore. So, anyway, he believed they belonged to a very powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet long. A powerful, soft-footed animal? Oh, yeah. That's what he said. So he brought them back to London. and uh, He brought what back to London? The footprints. He made, took them up them. out of the ground. and Yeah, I'm not sure if he made Oh, like a cast or something maybe made? Okay, right, okay. Uh, yeah. Dig the ground up. I'm bringing the ground with me. <laughs> Zoologists at the Natural History Museum in London took a look at them and they found that the tracks were identical, which probably was a bit of an alarm bell that they were exactly the same. Uh, but they were made <laughs> they were made with an umbrella stand or ashtray that had a hippopotamus leg as a base. So like an ornamental hippopotamus leg that was an umbrella stand. He had brought that up there and <laughs> made the print. For fuck's sake. Jesus. Who did? Marmaduke. 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 Can you believe Marmaduke Weatherall would lie to you? Fucking Marmaduke. Is his great name seems le- less important now. He, uh, next you're going to be telling us that's not really his name. His name Paul. <laughs> Just like that name, Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> then in 1934, an English physician, Robert Kenneth Wilson, took a picture that apparently showed the monster's head and neck. And it took 60 years to disprove this one, but it turned out that the image was made from a toy submarine with a head that had been fashioned from wood putty. Chanters. Oh, hell, that took 60 years, but there you go. Technology nowadays, catch it out. Mm. I mean, I think, that's, I think the Loch Ness Monster is the easiest thing to disprove. I think it's the fact that Loch Ness is so deep and there's been so many sightings that, like they've sent submarines with very sophisticated radar down there. Like people have taken this very, very seriously. Yeah. They, didn't serious they do? People, far more serious than us. I, I'm pretty sure that they sent like a, not a, a submarine but like a radar thing right down to the bottom that sends out pulses so yeah. they actually made a perfect 3D diagram of what Loch Ness would look like basically if it was empty do you know what I mean mm. and there was no Loch Ness which is basically a big eel mm. there's a bleeding monster <laughs> there's a monster eel in the Grand Canal there <laughs> in the Royal Canal beside Croker is that? oh well, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a lock now. I don't. <laughs> no, there's obviously not. But like, oh, well, you never know. Those eels. You do see the odd pay, pay, like they go fishing down there. Like they get some trout or some eels. Throw them back in. Like you wouldn't eat anything that came out of the Royal Canal. My God. Or remember they read on the banks. They read on the banks of the the Royal Canal, and then people start swimming in it. Like just because they read on the walkway, that doesn't mean the water is any cleaner. They had to put up signs saying, "Your feet are clean. The water must be too." There's a huge chance that you're going to get whales' disease off if you swim in this water. Don't do it. And then everyone's like, "I'll just wear a a wetsuit. I'll be grand." <laughs> nah, nah, man. No, nah, it doesn't work like that. There's lots of holes in your body. 
and a wetsuit isn't covering all of them. Do you want to take a guess of how much the Loch Ness Monster is worth to the Scottish economy every year? Ooh, oh, a lot. 100 million. Not far off. A little less than that, but not far off. 60? 80. 80. Jesus. Capitalising, huh? Well, shall we capitalise on St. Patrick's Day? Mm. Which is about a man that claimed to have gotten rid of snakes from Ireland when there was never any snakes in Ireland to begin with. There is. They're here every day of the week. Yeah, they're in the doll. Ooh, hell. They're in the suits. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get the claws out. Theories on what the Loch Ness Monster might actually have been. So a giant eel is one. There's lots of eels in the lake. Hmm. There were a lot of travelling fairs visiting Inverness uh, in the 1930s. A lot of them had circus elephants and they'd stop on the banks of Loch Ness. So maybe someone from a distance saw an elephant who'd gone in for a little dip. I don't know. And then um could just be a big branch. Yeah, big tree. Yeah, big tree. The Yeti, abominable snowman. Abominable. Abdominal? Abominable. Abominable. Abdominal? Abdominal. Abdominal. Abominable. The abominable. 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 Snowman. <laughs> Yeti is easier. The Americans are like, let's just call him Yeti. <laughs> Yeti is a term from the local Sherpa language which translates as that thing there. <laughs> That's worse than the monster. Loch Ness monster and that thing there. Yeah, man. There's a, obviously the quite likely possibility that it's just a legend been told uh, by Nepalese people to basically scare their children from children from wandering off in the mountains alone. Wait, um, ne- Nepalese? Is this in the, that's Nepal? Yeah. I thought it was in America. Oh, so Bigfoot, Bigfoot is not a Yeti. No. Is Bigfoot Those... related to the Yeti? Could be first cousins. I think. <laughs> related in God's family. Why am I Googling? Is one imaginary animal related to another imaginary animal? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say your Google ads are just like, oh, this child man. <laughs> what, do we, what do we market to this child man? Yeti onesies. Yeah. <laughs> And cryptocurrencies. Uh, <laughs> there are stories in Buddhism that feature yetis who become helpers and disciples to like different religious figures. About 350 years ago, there was a holy man named Sangwar Dorje. He took up residence in a cave and he was supposed to remain there alone meditating. And he said friendly yetis turned up with food and water and fuel to help. <laughs> and when... And then killed them. Friendly yetis. Do you want a hand with the with the fuel and the water, dude? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any cables? <laughs> he supposedly said one of the yetis died and he kept its scalp and hand as a reminder of the uh, creature's kindness, is what he said. And he set up a temple with the hand and the scalp as the main attraction. There you go. Jesus. That could be any, but should, that could be a, a man's hand. There were pictures taken in the 50s that were... They were printed around the globe and they showed footprints about 12 or 13 inches long and about twice as wide as a human foot. Uh, this fella, Eric Shipton, said he took them on a glacier in the Himalayas. Sir Edmund Hillary, first mm. man to climb Everest, 1953. Well, allegedly. Uh, himself and Tenzing Norgay. Mm, my man. Tenzing um, Norgay. While they were climbing Mount Everest, Frankie. they said they saw large footprints. That would tally with the Yeti legend. But apparently Edmund Hillary said it was a bit of a leap to say there was a Yeti up there. And also a lot of people have climbed Everest since then and not seen him. A team of scientists did do DNA tests on what were supposedly Yeti samples found in the Himalayas and 
they were all just bears. That's what it was. Brown and black bears. None of it is, exists at all. We're not getting a lot of joy here. You can keep your key rings. You can keep your fancy tours. <laughs> not real. <laughs> There's the Mokali Mbebe in the Republic of Congo and Cameroon. Uh, basically an African version of the Loch Ness Monster. There's the Chupacabra, which... <laughs> Cabra. <laughs> <laughs> Some fella going around Cabra going Chupa. 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 <laughs> Cabra. Chupa Cabra. <laughs> it's supposedly kind of alien-like creature, but it's the size of a small bear. Row of spines from its neck down to the base of its tail. Like uh, it can be found it. anywhere, it seems, in the Americas, Puerto Rico, southwestern United States. It's been seen all over the place. First reporter in 95, blamed for attacks on goats and sheep and other domestic animals. Presumably, there's loads of hedgehogs in Ireland. I've yet to see one. I've seen a hedgehog in Ireland. Have you? Yeah. In a pet shop. No, I've, seen, I've seen a hedgehog. I've seen a hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a hedgehog. I've seen a hedgehog. I've read so many. Behi- I remember behind my house and I've seen like, hedgehogs out my back garden before. My man's back garden. Why do hedgehogs live beside know, rivers? Where that, oh, do they live beside rivers? I don't know. No. Well, they do now. Was <laughs> that like, wasn't a hedgehog, man. That was like a rat that rolled in thumbtacks or something. A Jack, <laughs> Jack Russell. He's just barking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I look a little hedgehog. <laughs> no, I've seen hedgehogs before, on just in grass and stuff out of nowhere. Yeah, like, have you? Hedgehog. Yeah. I, I've, I can tell you, I have never seen a hedgehog. Did you ever see a frog? I have, I have seen a frog. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, they're always at the back of my man's house. Little tadpoles. We used to catch tadpoles, stick them in coke bottles. Not allowed to do that anymore. Are you not? Endangered species. Not allowed to catch. What is a frog? Yeah. Is endangered? Yeah. And for fuck's sake. Eddie. I was nurturing them. I didn't want to kill them. Did any of them grow to be fully fledged adult frogs? I don't know. I flushed them down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's cruel. It's not cruel. They were tadpoles. I've seen a turtle before. I've seen a turtle before. You have two of them. <laughs> I have one. One of them. <laughs> Let's get rid of one. I don't know. Wasn't able for it. They were eating each other. <laughs> do you want to hear about an Irish cryptid? Oh, can we guess? Yeah. Please do. What, an Irish cryptid? Well, a leprechaun. No, but that would be a, well. A fairy. A banshee. A banshee. No, a magical creature again. Banshee? No, a cryptid is like an animal that we just haven't oh, okay, got okay. comprehensive evidence, Ooh. documented evidence of. Irish wolfhound? That's the, a real... That's a real thing. thing. Yeah, that's a real... That, they have, uh, big age, oh, no, they have um, <laughs> Airbnb experiences for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Satanta. Satanta Sports? No, you... No. Satanta's dog. Is that an Irish wolfhound? No, we're talking about oh, something that you might say, oh, so-and-so had... There was a sighting of... Salmon and knowledge. Again, mythical. They're all fucking mythical. Oh, this is mythical. <laughs> no, but... There's people who claim they've seen Loch Ness okay. in the 20th century, the Loch Ness monster in the 20th century, you know? Are you half thinking here that we should know this? No, he asked, can we... Guess? Oh, I don't think I get it. Go on then. Just guess, let... But I'm just trying to steer you towards a slightly reasonable Well, I'll give you guess. one more. Yeah. A goat with 10 arses. That's better. Louis Armstrong. No, not Louis Ar- Louis Walsh. Louis Walsh. The jazz singer? I've heard of him, but I've never seen him. I've seen him before. <laughs> oh, really? You have a sign in Louis Walsh? I told you that. In a big monster <laughs> truck. He's in his monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's Louis Walsh. Ah! <laughs> Don't be fucking saying my name. <laughs> right, come on, what's the cryptid if it's not Louis Walsh? Dover coup. Damien Duff. Duffer? It's an otter. 
but oh, five oh. times the size of a regular otter. Maybe it's just Giant closer. Otter. I feel like all these are just Pokemon. Giant otter. Yeah. Like uh, the do we even have black... normal sized otters in this country? Do I've we have never otters? Seen one. Yeah. I've never... We have otters and hedgehogs. For real. Otter. We have otter. an otter, do we? What the otter? What the otter? I've never seen an otter in Ireland before. <laughs> do we have otters? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between an otter and a, an, ang- an angry beaver? One's a cartoon. But a beaver, are they the same thing? No, they're very different. Are they? They look different. An otter has a beaver. Beavers are much tail. It looks like a dinner plate. The tail? Big dinner plate tail. So does beavers. They've got teeth like... Oh, the otter is the one that floats on its back and just holds its hand like a lazy fuck, isn't it? The cute ones. The cute ones. And they're the, just like chilling out. Like, the... I'd see that as a pet. If we could do that. I don't know if you would. It's a rodent. But I don't know. People have rodents as pets. Rats. People have rats as pets. Bring them out on a walk. I've they, never heard of this creature like ever sure. been in any like uh, yeah. we have pine martins right. and polecats and stoats and weasels and oh I've never even heard of a pine martin mm. nasty look I've heard of a martin and I've heard of a pine a point of martin do you want to know more about the otter yeah okay so yeah. it's a giant otter it's white with a black cross on its back oh disgusting it's supposedly when you say giant, how giant? Because when you say giant, I'm imagining the size of the GPO. <laughs> I'd say more in terms of like a a German shepherd. No, 10 to 15 feet long. I heard I'm leaving. Thanks <laughs> to this room. I'm going to Australia. <laughs> and where was that Was that sightings of this giant otter? There's, um, yeah, there's a, there's a gravestone of a woman in Leitrim which depicts this otter. Because she was supposedly killed while washing her clothes in Glen, Glenad Lake in Leitrim in the 17th century. So they put it on her gravestone. Killed by the other? Yes. Fuck off. The cross on his back? What happened? Did, she, did, did, she bite, did, did he bite her head off? Like what do you... How did... Did he just smack her with, her, with its other tail? Her name is Grace McLaughlin, 1722. Is everyone that shares your second name related to you? Uh, the only people that share my name are people that I'm immediately related to. You've never heard your name outside of... Not spelt the way it is. Not spelt the way it is. In America, there's a priest. There's a Joseph McGuckin spelt with E-N in America. And he's a priest. Does he look like you? Image. Stop. It's like me. Like me with a little... With a little collar. A little collar. I want to have any other puns. Um, so, <laughs> later. <laughs> do you have any? No. Do you not have any? Uh, no. So a woman oh. called a woman called Grace McLaughlin in 1722 apparently was washing her clothes. Or no, she went out one day and she um, was supposedly going down to the lake and she didn't come home that evening so her husband went out to find her. Uh, went walking along the shore and the legend is that he found her remains with the Dover Coo, the giant otter, asleep on top of her. So he went after the otter he supposedly killed this otter, but this otter signaled to another giant otter who then chased the husband. It's on her gravestone. I'll show you a picture there. Ah, for fuck's sake. Yeah. 15 feet long. And is that like, did they go extinct or are they just mythological? Like, has they just haven't been proven to exist or? Well, in 2000, uh, a man named Sean Corcoran and his wife, they they reported seeing a Dover coup in Connemara. 
So they said the the creature swam the width of the lake from west to east in what seemed like a matter of a few seconds. This is in 2000, so. So that's the Irish cryptid. But that would have been something better. So there you have it. That was episode. That was the episode. Episode. That was episode There's eighty-one. Title for you. <laughs> eighty-one of the Stall of Podcast. Huh? Did you like that? Of one of the best. One of. If but not, not the best. No. And you know what? We let you be the judge of that because we have loads of previous episodes that you can go back and listen to. And you know what would be deadly if you asked a few of your mates to go back and have a listen, and then we can all have a laugh together. Uh, Stall is a go loud original podcast, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, right. Yeah, doing very well yourself, boy.